0: Hi, I'm Sarah Vittor McLaughlin,
1: antithesis.
0: Every hour, a human is successfully mind-controlled somewhere in front of a screen. They suffer, alone and terrified, waiting for someone. Please, say you're the answer for these innocent, suffering human beings. They need your help, and this is your chance. Make no mistake, just one dollar a month from you. Yes, you. It becomes more than finances. It becomes action and intention behind a movement combating misused occult forces and giving a voice to those unheard by too many. Your support on any level becomes greater energy and raises frequencies, even simple reviewing and sharing of the show. It's about energy and willingness. grammericacom So. Okay, guys, we're here for a very uh, rare on-scene sort of Grey America. This is our first time ever trying this, actually. If you don't count Paradigm Symposium. We did a bit at Paradigm Symposium. We did a bit there, but... uh, And
2: we've done some of the cabin and stuff like that, too. Like, when we go away... Not with video, though. Not with video. No. That's
0: right. We brought Brody along with us. And, of course, we're here because past guest, Jamie Janover. I should have checked which episode it was. It
2: was 164, I think. Was it? Two years ago, almost to the day. Two years ago.
3: Of course, sixty-four is in there. Why
2: is that? When you were born, does that or? follow you
3: around? Well, sixty-four is fundamental to uh, the geometry of space-time. Really? Good, nice. Oh, perfect. There, there we go. Yeah, I like Six, it. Sixty-four tetrahedrons are needed to start to see this fractal optimization of perfectly balanced geometry, the known as the vector equilibrium. Wow! Nice. You know,
2: and that's, a, that's the that's uh, the what's his name the buckyball is 64 size, isn't
3: it or mm, I'm not sure about buckyball. well there's, now we'll have to have different... you on for every 64 <laughs> there's different buckyballs different types and sizes so okay. I'm not sure okay. about it. Yeah. but 64 tetrahedrons is is the first two octaves of perfect balanced geometry oh wow um, nice. the cube octahedrons is two cube octahedrons uh, nested inside of each other. So 64 is found all over the place. We have 64 codons in our DNA. You have 64 cells
0: before they start to bifurcate and become different types of cells. Um, Even audio, right? Because I can when it pops into my head right away is when I encode my this podcast episode. I have the option of 64, right. 128, 196, yep.
3: three three
0: twenty, or however yeah, that works. Computer
3: memory, yep. like the Commodore 64, 64 bits is fundamental in comp- the way computer memory works. And uh, there's 64 hexagrams in the I Ching, and, uh, you know, it goes on and on. <laughs> wow. There you
1: go.
3: So, there you go. So 32 I'm should be the magic number. 32 is also significant because of half half of the division is yeah. 64, but uh, an octavization in general, like 8, 64, 32, you know, all those.
0: Oh, yeah, that's interesting. And I like how, um, so 33 is not the magic number is there um, anything there I, I
3: i don't know about that uh that that could be somehow uh you know fractally related uh, some proportion of it but
0: it's like tool timing
2: <laughs> so we're here we're here at tells convention center in calgary and you're presenting tomorrow for a few yeah. hours right yeah pretty i do good a four hour
3: download on the entire universe in a nutshell that's crazy yeah
0: that's my job well, we'll be here. We're looking forward to that. That starts at 2 o'clock tomorrow. I'm going to try and get this out tonight. So if you are in Calgary and you didn't hear about it yet, um, I think there was still like 15 tickets available when I was on the website and okay. grabbed them. So there's still a few seats open. And of course, Jamie did mention he is going to be in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Um, Denver next next Sunday, the 6th. Okay. So I know we've got a ton of listeners in den- in the Denver area. I know Salvatore's down there. And uh, a couple other people out of the chat, so you guys should uh, make sure you head on over. Ground, we'll put a link in the show notes.
2: Yeah, is that the same thing as as this? Yeah, kind of it's thing? at
0: the Mercury Cafe. It's a four-hour synopsis
3: of uh, Nassim Haramein, uh, his uh, unified field theory. He's a physicist, and so it's basically the the description of the universe at all scales, cosmological to quantum, how it's all connected, how oh, it's all one it's thing. Like
0: a new relativity.
3: It's taking Einstein's equations and adding to it he added spin to einstein's equations because einstein talked about space-time curvature but it's not just curving it's curling like water going down the drain right when you pull the plug out of your bathtub the water doesn't just vortex straight down it spins as it goes
0: that's right so is that the same sort of but could that be the same sort of uh comparison as to like I've been watching a lot of models on YouTube lately about the the vortex solar system and more how the solar system would probably actually look yep. to an outside observer traveling through space compared to how you know we learn in school that it's just sort of this static thing that's everything spinning around but actually that that's thing right that's on going through the middle is fucking flying through space at whatever speed, and it's sort of dragging all of us behind it, yeah. Yeah,
3: the Earth is making a helix as it moves through the yeah, galaxy. that's right. It di- it's not making a circle, because the sun is moving very fast. Something like 300
0: kilometers a second or something like that. I can't remember the exact, but it's you, very rapid. Yeah, so it's almost like the Goldilocks zone becomes more of a drag, you know, how close you're getting dragged behind it as opposed to... You know where you just randomly and end yeah it up. i would say There's,
3: it's more it's not really that you're being dragged because the planets are, are orbiting the equator of the of the sun they're they're orbiting as the sun is moving so the whole thing is moving it's kind of like when the earth is spinning it's also spinning the atmosphere with it yeah the sun is moving and all the planets are moving with it it's not the, like
0: behind it it's not like trailing off behind so they're kind of you you picture it more as like the whole thing is sort of stuck inside that same sort of gravity like when you're on a plane or something like that
3: yeah kind of like that yeah and then and then the plane of of the planets moving with the Sun is not at a 90 degree angle to the motion of the Sun it's at a 60 degree angle that's right the, the ecliptic the plane of the or of orbits is at an angle and then, of course, the sun itself is also spiraling, but it's a very long, gradual spiral, and it takes millions of years to do a spiral because it's spiraling away out away along one of the arms of the galaxy.
0: What is it that um, what What is the sun? The sun. What's the sun cycle? That uh, is it. The twelve years or there's an eleven year eleven years
3: cycle where it's more activity and less activity, and uh, it's pretty regular.
0: We've been observing it for quite a while. Is that related to that same sort of? Is that somehow built into that spiral. slow spiral? I don't
3: think so. I don't know that the spiral rate is related to the sun cycle, but they they have to be connected somehow. But uh, I don't think that there necessarily is causation, or that, that it's directly or related. Like or I haven't heard about that. I should say. I wonder I mean, if it's maybe like, it is
0: because I, I pictured know. it sort of as like the tick on the like the 70 72 years of the great year sort right, of thing, you know, right. being like, what does that work out to exactly one degree or something like that? Yeah. So It'd be interesting should, to know if that 11 years ended up factoring as to, you know, somehow into 360 degrees, right? Those numbers yeah. always seem to surprise you when you run them and you're like, wait, what? Nope. Yep. So, um, do you run into a lot of that in your work then numbers that probably shouldn't line up that do, um, to a certain degree.
3: Um, there is definitely um, a, an underlying fundamental reality where the numbers all relate. And uh, there's actually a great course in the Resonance Academy, the, uh, the online course that was built by the Resonance Science Foundation. That's Nisim Haramain's Foundation, uh, Resonance Science Foundation. And uh, there's a course called The Etymology of Number by this guy, Robert Grant. And uh, he is revealing some very profound uh, interconnections between numbers and uh, especially vortex math and writing numbers in a circle. Um, When you start to map things out in terms of a circle, then all this geometry comes
0: out. Would that include like, even like, say, doing like a cycle track or something like that? Like writing, say you were writing a daily journal or something like that? Could you but is there any benefit to sort of having that in a circle?
3: I'd say there's probably a benefit to having anything that you do in a circle because it's such a foundational pattern of the universe and the universe. If you had to say, what's the universe doing? You can only tell me one thing. I was making spheres spheres and the sphere is the circle is the flat sphere basically. But um, yeah, if you map uh, things to spheres, then it starts to reveal another level of detail of the reality.
2: So do you get into your last trip to Egypt at all in your presentation? Was that And that that number guy was was there, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah,
3: Robert Graham was with yeah. us in Egypt. We yeah. do an annual trip every year with the Residence Academy. The first annual was last October. We went to Egypt, and this, uh, this fall we're going to Peru. Uh, and we uh, explored some really cool sites that most tourists don't get to go, and we talked about alternative theories to the predominant theory of Egyptologists, which will say that the Pharaohs built the pyramids and that Khufu was the guy who built the great pyramid. And we learned a lot of alternative information to that. And I go into great detail in my presentations, uh, relating the physics and the geometry of space time to ancient civilizations and them encoding this information in their documents and their monuments and their traditions. Do you have a favorite,
0: um, sort of alternative theory to the pyramids. I know my favorite has always been that there was some sort of a seed bank. Like I think those, those sarcophaguses were like filled with seeds and shit to start up the new world after the flood. The
3: predominant theory, I think the one that
0: makes the most sense is probably
3: um, what's kind of known as the Giza power plant, that it was an energy device of some kind. Well, I like kind. that one a lot too. And uh, <laughs> it was either harnessing electrical energy And or it was using gas, various types of gases, or and or it was using water that came up from the aquifers that are under the pyramid. And that's the same uh, thing that we see in other places where there's pyramids, that there's aquifers. And um, Nikola Tesla was using that same principles with Wardenclyffe Tower, with building his tower underneath aquifers, because moving water, as we know, creates electrical charge. And so you can harness that electrical charge from the earth and concentrate it. And so there's elaborate theories showing that, like, maybe the Great Pyramid was a water hammer of, of sorts, like when you turn off your water in your house and you hear that bang because the column of water is hitting stopping because you can't compactify water you can't squish it and make it smaller and so it just stops like you know like a solid and uh, so maybe there was a, a water hammer type of action in there maybe gas was accumulating and going up into the chambers and maybe it was like made to ionize water to charge it so that you could use it to irrigate your crops and then grow much more food for your civilization Um, it could have been like that it was creating an energy beam that comes out of the tip of the pyramid that, um, you know, destroys planet. Yeah. It helps to ground the planet. And maybe it was like a beacon for like being able to see where you want to come in. If you're flying from the outside. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely doesn't seem to be for
0: burying a dead King.
3: No, that has been debunked big time. Uh, Khufu. The only statue found of Khufu is three inches tall.
0: That's right. And it looked like the paint was much older, right? I think they uh, uh, eventually ended up, I don't know if it's official yet, but from what I've heard, that whole Khufu thing was based on basically, you know, graffiti from however long ago.
3: Yeah. There was an uh, anthropologist that was one of the first ones to start to really go deep in investigating the pyramid. And there's the theory that he forged the cartouche of the Khufu's name. The cartouche is like the hieroglyphics written in a pill shaped oval which is kind of like your like your name your label that you would put on stuff and he misspelled it or he spelled it a way that is different than the way that they would actually spell it back in the day because there's different ways to write the name so that's the theory is that he basically forged that so that he could be like look i discovered this important thing and i'm the guy who discovered it that kind of thing and hasn't it been
2: discovered that a lot of these megalithic structures are above water aquifers as well
3: quite I a bit like yeah and e- and even world. cathedrals in in europe the altar at the to- at the end of the cathedral are oftentimes underneath um, underground water
0: passages and stuff so so that's throwing out the 2500 year old date obviously or 2500 bc um or do you think there could still be some something to that date i mean no it they're seems throwing like that out there yeah out. it seems like there's no one that had the capability at that time it had to be a lot earlier
3: yeah and and it's 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 probable that khufu was like i love this thing and therefore i want you to put my boat yeah exactly next to this you know and king Ramses ii was prolific at you know carving off the name of somebody else and then putting his name on things and so there's all these statues all over the place oh another statue of king Ramses II, and and another one and it's basically because he went around and put his name on stuff it doesn't mean he made it and so that's what's happening i think is with the pyramids is that the egyptians found the pyramids and said wow this is epic let's try to do this and then they tried to emulate it and they started off with like very basic pyramids like the one at Saqqara, and then they did the bent pyramid and they did the red pyramid and it's probable that the Oldest ones are the Great Pyramid, you know, and yeah. then they, they they got less advanced
0: as, as they, they sort
3: of lost the the knowledge. They lost the technology, or they and the and or the knowledge.
0: So Ramses is like the Walt Disney of the the last. Yeah, I don't
2: know. <laughs> yeah, and that fits in with the Sphinx, like the all the theories about the Sphinx and how the erosion is showing mm-hmm. that it's way older than we thought. So we're talking about now going before the Ice Age, probably. Back before that is that what some yeah people
3: are talking about? yeah um robert Schock got into trouble because he was invited to present his work at a you know convention of his peers and they kind of shot him down because he dared to say the sphinx was twice as old than commonly thought he wanted to say it was like six times older right, right. but he knew he would get in real trouble for going that far
2: going back till after the Ice Age was bad enough.
3: Yeah, even saying 10,000 years ago was big because that's like right after the last Ice Age. But he's saying that um, the erosion, the water erosion on the back of the Sphinx and on the enclosure around the Sphinx is water erosion, and he knows that really well because he's a geologist from Boston University. And Robert, uh, John Anthony West, was the one who introduced him to this whole thing. And now, because they found Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, now we have evidence of another Site that's super advanced.
0: Buried right at that same time in history.
3: Yeah, and at the time when he first did his uh, theory on the Sphinx, there was no evidence of an ancient culture making megalithic structures 10,000 to 13,000 years ago. Now we have Gobekli Tepe and it's 12,000 to 13,000 carbon dated. Uh, And we also have Garang Parang, the the pyramid in Indonesia in Java that's been carbon dated to like 22,000 years and advanced. So I think more and more, the more we dig, literally we uncover more and more and it becomes more and more mysterious and we have to rewrite all the history
0: books. Well it really seems like they're gonna find a connection because I mean when I look at the statues on Easter Island, the one they've the ones they've excavated, you know, right to the bottom, and I look at the pillars from Gobekle Tepe, I mean to me it's undeniable that that's some sort of you know, they might not have been the exact same culture, but they learn from the same book because there's a lot of crossover in in the the way the relief carved and, and just the way the fingers of things looks and some, some some of the shaping's the same and I think it's undeniable that there's some sort of crossover there. Yeah,
3: no doubt. Like a global culture that yeah. was informed by one super ancient culture. And then there was the cataclysm that happened twelve thousand eight hundred years ago when a comet broke up in our solar system and fragments spewed all the way across Canada and North and, and the United States, starting from like past Vancouver Island all the way across and then all the way across the Northern Atlantic into Europe, and there's fragments found as far as Jordan and, and Iraq.
0: Yeah, I heard actually that this year, by the end of the year, there's supposed to be up to six studies coming out from the Comet Research Group that Graham Hancock's aligned with, mm. and that they're all going to start lending credence to not only exactly that, but to that being the reason the Ice Age ended when it did. So
2: dramatically dude. And
0: also the... Um, Basically, the, the birth of every flood myth that has been traced back to, I think, over, the last time I checked, it was 730 some different cultures with a oh. uh, separate flood myth. Yeah,
3: it makes sense. There must have been one if they all say there was.
0: Yeah, and I mean the interesting thing is, is we've had Randall Carlson on a bunch of times specifically to talk about these ancient cataclysms, and he says the exact same thing that the the ice age ended because we got hit by a bunch of rocks twelve thousand eight hundred oh, years it got ago. got accelerated, and that's it might what not have yeah ended because yeah, of it. But that's, the, right. the but the the ending that's what got caused um, the younger Dryas. The younger Dryas was yeah. caused by that. So I mean, and that's something that that we've come around to, I think, through probably four or five, six of our guests now that are all sort of lining up with these things. And yep. then, then I've heard that this research is supposed to come out this year. So that, that's actually starting to look like something that could happen in our lifetime.
2: Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Do you have hope for that? Of what? Of maybe some, if, you know, accepting some of the work of these, these guys like yourself and Hancock and these guys that are saying, look, we were around forever ago oh, this isn't it's, the first it's,
3: it's already being accepted i think yeah
0: for, it's maybe it's not by
3: maybe the most mainstream but the evidence is so piling up it's gonna it's gonna
0: i want to hear Shermer say it <laughs>
3: it's gonna come around i think that's happening across the board with all disciplines i mean so many of the things that i was told when i was a kid turned out to be absolutely wrong like super duper wrong
0: yeah, embarrassingly. Not, not
3: just a little bit wrong. And so I feel like almost an obligation to go out and spread the next level of understanding. Because like, if we already know that the, the, the earth isn't making a circle around the sun, you don't need to flatten out that model That's right. and show it to a kid. You know, We still show kids models of gravity where you show the earth making a dimple You know, in a fabric. And, and in that example, gravity is flat. Like, gravity is not a flat surface that's no. being dimpled by a sphere. I mean, that's the sh- picture you'll show the kids, but you don't need to flatten gravity. No, have,
0: I, and you, you know, know that video I could see being useful to somebody much older than a kid if they're having oh, trouble it's, yeah, it's catching that concept. Oh, but course. when you show that to a kid, they sort of lock that in as moving forward. As, and instead of using it as a tool, yeah, they're using it as the end-all, be-all.
3: Think about how much time and energy and money we spent to make the movie Avatar and we don't have a basic animation showing them are, the yeah. the relative motion of our local environment that we show all preschool kids like yeah here's what a year is a year is one rotation of a helix not a circle going around the sun like we're flattening ideas and making them simple when the kids are ready to tell us what's up they're evolving faster <laughs> than than the adults yeah, and the by
2: the way you can't you're, keep up even your if they wanted to keep them is up, made they up can't by keep a
0: double up. helix
3: well yeah they're all every planet is making different size helixes because they're different periods so that's fucking
0: crazy that's got like how how can you not take that because how can you not take that and equate that to some sort of grand design well then you got to start defining what you mean
3: by grand design. <laughs> uh, well, I like
0: to leave it there, just because when you go any further, I find it, you can get into that. I mean, I I look at it as everything, anything from a simulation to, I mean, that would be my end of the spectrum where other people would probably call it God. But I mean, when you start to see these different patterns and numbers and 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 movements and everything else i mean and then they're inside the human body or, or doing the same things and yeah. you, it's it's it becomes pretty hard to deny that that it's you know it's i mean it's not a that it's all connected and b that you know someone was using the same sort of brush
3: yeah we got into trouble because back before we invented the scientific method everybody was kind of using their intuition and had faith and you know um Uh, spiritual kind of religious information that informed them and then we started collecting data and invented the scientific method and came up with the idea of hypotheses and you know matching data to hypotheses and all this and then when the scientists started to show this structure and like this grand design, then the religious people would say, aha, you just proved that God exists. And the scientists were like, wait, wait, we don't want to be mystics. We're not spiritual. We want finite numbers. We want real data. We're scientists. We're not mystics. And so they, this dichotomy was born where science said, oh, no, 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 it's all just random. The universe is super random. It's just a bunch of stuff flying around. And because it existed for such a long time, that eventually it organized itself and that's how life evolved is because there was this primordial soup and then the lightning bolt hit the surface of the soup and energized the soup i mean you remember getting told this story when we were kids that life just formed on this planet because we were lucky that over a long time lots of molecules happened to come together by chance.
0: Yeah. One in a billion could happen 14 times. Yeah. And it's obvious
3: that it wasn't by chance. And so we got into this whole weird thing where it's like either you're religious and you believe God organized all this stuff or you're a scientist and you think it's random. But now the science is proving that it's not random, (laughs) that there is some crazy, you could call it a grand design. I guess I would just call it that the universe has a very specific organization to it. And we've started to figure out what that is. And it's, you know, The one thing that connects all things in the whole universe is the space. And so you're like, okay, well, what's up with the space? Is the space random or does the space have structure? And so you're like, okay, well, let's figure out is there structure in space? Wait, what's the study of structure in space called? Geometry, right? So then the question is what is the geometry of the fabric of the vacuum? What's the geometry of space time? And when you start to find that out, then you realize, oh, It's tetrahedral, and if you put a sphere around each one of those tetrahedrons, it's an infinite scalar 3D flower of life. Flower of life symbol is the fundamental pattern of the quantum vacuum fluctuations that make up the proton.
0: And it's also the building blocks of sacred dark. The building block is sacred. Well, geometry. that's why they, that's
3: why it's yeah. sacred. It's sacred, quote unquote, sacred geometry, because it's the most foundational pattern that makes up everything. Cause like all of your atoms are made of, uh, you know, these little protons in the nuclei and the protons are made up of 10 to the 60 plonk spherical units these little spherical oscillations and when those spherical oscillations perfectly overlap and there's no space between them you get that little you know vesica pisces petal shape and it's in 3d but we're talking 3d flower of life is the fundamental organization of protons which is the organization of atoms which make molecules which makes you is that vesica pisces is that what the one that's considered the seed of life Seed of life is more like a bunch of uh, circles. Uh, the whole thing, the vesica Pisces is where the circles would overlap. That, where they start, to like be a, you know, like a little petal shape, but it would be a three D petal shape. There's a guy, Michael Evans, who th- calls that the fifth uh, platonic solid huh. or the sixth platonic solid. It's a three sided solid, but the lines are curved; they're not straight. So it's like a point, and then three curved lines that then meet up meet again at a point. So it's
0: like a crazy triangle.
3: And he calls that the geometry of light.
0: Ooh, so that'd be like, like that's the photon. That's photon, what a photon would that's look the like. Photon, yeah, three sided. Uh, can we? But we and we haven't been able to
3: actually yeah, look I don't at know. a photon. Yeah, yet, I don't right? know if we've been able to like actually get a geometry on photons because of the nature of them. But um, it looks like a particle and a wave at
0: the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. On they on the still can't figure out if it's a particle. or a Well, wave, if you so.
3: see people jumping rope, you know, from far away, you can get two people to jump in one rope, right? If you spin it right. So if you're looking at it from far away, it might look like two circles. But if you look at it from the angle of the person
0: spinning the rope, it looks like two spin or like a wave. Form. Like a wave, yeah. And then that's also that's the double slit experiments that also lead to wave, right? Well,
3: man, the double slit experiment's a whole another crazy ball of wax. The, the the Copenhagen interpretation of the double slit experiment is completely wrong. I mean, they they and it led spiritual people to think, aha, we create our own reality because the particle doesn't know what to do until we look at it. And that was incorrect the reason it was incorrect is that the observer is in the same swimming pool if you will as the experiment in other words space and when you make an observation you are creating waves from your observation that interfere with the waves of the experiment therefore giving a different pattern so it's not that the universe is confused and wondering what to do until you look at it and then it manifests that's it's just incorrect. With It's interaction. Right. But I'm, I'm mentioning this because there's are a lot of people that have been landed that thing. And then they go around saying, Oh, see, we create our own reality. And it's like, yeah, that's half of it. You create your own reality and reality is creating you. Most importantly, there's a feedback there. You don't yeah. just create your own reality or else we would never meet each other. That's right. We'd have different
0: realities. That's right. You need to, well, you're, you're it's almost like you're a, you're a, just a cog man but less of a shitty cog when you look at it that way that's more of like you're just part of the that's like the avatar look at it you know what i mean everything's connected and everything's part of this and that and i mean if if there's nothing else that i've figured out over the course of 280 episodes of the podcast is that you know that seems to be the definitely the case in more ways than one so what happened
2: with science, though? Because it wasn't always like that. Like, it, it didn't always get so dogmatic. I mean, a lot of the best scientists in the last three or 400 years were mystics. You know, until things got... When did things turn and get kind of hairy? Like, in the early 1900s or the
3: yeah well there's a lot of scientists that were secretly mystics like newton or somebody you know that were doing esoteric things alchemy and stuff um but i think it really took a turn for the worse when it all started to go towards this field of energy that connects everything and then they started calling it the ether right or the plenum and then the scientists were starting to freak out like it sounded like it was magic like we're now doing mystic we're not mystics we're not doing magic right so they just said don't worry about the ether because what happened is they measured how much energy density there is in space and it was so much energy that when they put the number that represented that in their equations all their equations came to infinity they're like what are we going to do go out and announce we figured it out infinity times infinity is infinity yeah and like wolf blitzer's like thanks lao tzu i thought we were talking about physics right like they can't announce that. So no. what did they do? They said, okay, we'll say space is really, 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 really full of energy, but it's not infinite. And they rounded off infinity. It's dark.
0: Well, infinite <laughs> makes it tough to sell oil if for a dollar, you know, a hundred yeah. bucks a barrel.
3: But I mean, if you round off infinity, that's like an infinite fudge factor and an infinite mistake. And then you're like, okay. And then you come up with your field equations because you said, oh, don't worry about space. That's just background medium. That's like saying, don't worry about water in biology. Like, oh, yeah, that's just the stuff that the biology happens in, right? Like your DNA won't zip and unzip unless it's perfectly packed by water molecules. The water molecules are the thing that makes it zip and unzip, right? So you can't just ignore the water and you can't just ignore the space. But when they ignored the space and how much energy was in there, then they went about and they got their field equations and they said, okay, here's our standard model of physics. This is tight. We got it figured out. There's a certain amount of mass in the universe. And then they got on their telescopes and they started looking. They're like, wait a minute, we're missing some of the mass. How much are you missing? 95%. So like our best model for the universe, the standard model of physics, is predicting 5% correctly. And the other 5% is incorrect.
2: Didn't they just throw that in the dark matter or the dark energy Yeah. And then
3: what did they do? They didn't say, oh, maybe we made a mistake. They said, oh, we'll just invent a new type of matter and a new type of energy out of thin air. And we'll call it dark matter because we can't see it. Now let's spend decades and hundreds of billions of dollars looking for this stuff. And have they found a shred of evidence of it? Maybe. But they also just found a galaxy with no dark matter in it. And they're going, uh, yeah, there maybe was a mistake. And so Nasim Harman goes, wait, What about that trick that you did where you rounded off the energy in this fabric of the vacuum that was called renormalization. And it's in this book called uh, gravitation by Wheeler, Thorne and Meisner, which is kind of like the Bible of Einstein's field equations. All first year physics students have to read that textbook and they pulled this energy out and said, don't worry about that energy because if we include it, then it looks like everything's infinite and we don't want to be mystics. And so it got things really confused. It got cemented. And now here we are spending all this time and energy and money looking for dark matter when we should probably be feeding the starving babies on this planet yeah, right that's now. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Especially when it'll probably turn out that dark matter is just another five percent. You're still missing ninety,
3: or that dark matter is just a misperception of what's actually going on. In other words, when you account for the energy in the space, then there's so much energy density in space that protons are black holes. And when protons are black holes, then they orbit each other at the speed of light and the amount of gravitational attraction that they would have at that scale of black hole equals exactly, 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 within a very small percentage, the force that we also invented out of thin air called the strong force that holds the nuclei of atoms together. Is the weak
0: force invented too?
3: Well, the weak force is more like nuclear decay and that's like radiation. And that is maybe part of a natural process of like... Um, the shearing that happens at the event horizon of a black hole spinning subatomic particles only exist for a very small amount of time. And then they go suck right back into the vacuum or they become part of a proton. So what I'm saying is that basically the mistake of ignoring the ether and being afraid of this magical thing called the ether was where this all went wrong. Yeah, Yeah. That, that, um, you know, the, the, ancient wisdom that was encoded started to get totally squashed by modern thinkers. And we got really confused in the recent times, you know, you know, we're discriminating against people based on their color and all this very strange behavior is coming out of this idea that things can be separate from each other. It's probably the biggest mistake in the history of human consciousness that, that humans think that it's even possible that something can be completely separate from something else when it's impossible
0: yeah when it's all butterfly affecting all over the place at all times
3: yeah there's no boxes there's just you can't put a box i mean like in all the textbooks in physics it says in a closed system in a closed system all the laws of physics are in a closed system and then there's the asterisk at the bottom that says no such thing has ever been found there's no closed (laughs) system so like yeah great guys thanks for your theoretical stuff but like meanwhile look what's actually happening like,
2: yeah, look at all the evidence from like, Nassim, the stuff he's working on, and guys like Rupert Sheldrake and the Morphic Resonance and all this yeah. stuff that's showing that there is something
0: Yeah. Wrong. Could you define a closed system as like, say, a, a video game or something like that as an example of something that's just got its fundamental rules and its limit and its time and that's, that's it? Is that even a closed system? Or no like way. Google
3: Earth? no way that that video game exists in space yeah yeah and somebody had to design it and it's in that hardware and it's ones and zeros and that's not closed it's 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 on the earth and it's
0: in the solar system it's in the galaxy it's in the universe (laughs) it's in the multiverse crazy it's (laughs) it's embedded it's like everything on earth being the result of a human idea sort of thing sort of it's like it's all comes back to humanity in some way when it's you know it all starts as an idea idea in someone's it's crazy
2: so my dad used to say that anything you can think of is possible like because you can think of it like it starts there yeah
3: everything you can see started there yeah And and Picasso said everything you can imagine is real yeah that's interesting just a matter of when. It's a good one.
2: So what um, what are you guys doing in Peru then? And like, is it is oh, continuing on? This is your only your yeah. second year then? I mean, can you yeah, you we're going to go. We're
3: going to see the connection between Peru and Egypt, which is the ed- the evidence of the ancient technologies that were being used to cut the stones. Because you see the same kind of cutting in the similar kinds of rock. They like look puffy sometimes, like pillows, but they're perfectly aligned and perfectly cut. And there's these little knobs coming off of them sometimes, and so sometimes you're looking at a rock and you're like where am i you know this looks like the same culture that i saw on the other side of the planet so that's what we're going to go check out so are going to go to nice.
2: bolivia too as well yeah. for pumapunku and yep. all that and yep. Ooh, yeah yeah i
3: always really, like
0: pumapunku with the h ones yeah yep.
3: we're going to hit up all those really great uh ancient sites all around uh lake titicaca and you know in peru
0: and bolivia Ooh, nice. so we go to that temple where they got that alien face I'm or not there's sure like all the faces and there's that one. They're like, that's an alien.
3: There's some great,
0: uh, <laughs> that's the alien. That there's some great the pages
3: on the, uh, on the, on resonance.is. That's the, the website for Nassim Haramain resonance.is. And, uh, there's the itinerary is there for this trip. And day by day, it shows all the sites we're going to. Oh, I, so, can I people don't still I sign
0: up for that or anything like that. Or is it a closed or an open? Oh or no, it's open. If people can sign up, okay, oh, yeah. that's one of those type things. Well, yeah, we yeah. might have a few listeners that might yeah, get down. Well, with We do that. have Actually, some, we, we well, we've already got uh a friend from the chats he's already gone alan's yeah. alan's already and gone matt
2: belair was on our show who was with, with oh you
3: that's guys. right yeah. yeah matt was with us in in egypt um and foster gamble and kimberly gamble from thrive were with us in egypt as well
0: yeah we haven't had them on yet but we've been trying we'll get there we're hoping yeah, they're coming out with a new, i think they're I coming out, out with thrive a new whole, whole new comes thing Thrive yeah. right,
3: 2 too they're starting to work on it right now they're doing some really big um systems for that they're gonna do some really cool organization the way that they're gonna put it together the way they're gonna fund it the way they're gonna publicize it and this one's all about solutions right the other first one was called like what is it gonna what it what will it take yeah and now this one is here's what it's gonna
0: take yeah you know so it's it's nice to see these sorts of things get traction man like 10 years ago i would have thought it wasn't possible yeah it's happening quick and thanks to you guys for you know
3: pumping the field you guys are adding torque
0: we're trying
2: yeah, we're, we're trying. trying yeah we're, we're trying. adding
3: torque to the spin of change oh, that's a good way to that's put it that's all like we can
0: that. do yeah it's actually seems to be that's one of my rants lately is that you know podcasts are the i mean it's going to start with podcasts and i think it'll be video eventually when something replaces youtube but it's going to start with these you know people are going to start coming out of their basements and and offering the last real bit of free speech where you can hear people talk because they're never going to let you know you on cnn to tell us what's really going on because many can guns or fucking whatever else they're trying to someday, drugs it's drugs really they're all trying to they sell will. drugs
3: someday they will because um nassim's math is going to be proven correct and then they're going to be like no way that guy thought of that in the late 90s decades before we proved it to be correct so get that guy on cnn that's what i want to see let's get that guy <laughs> in grand america first <laughs> yeah we we could do that yeah, but yeah. Uh, it would be great to just see him like get more recognition because he's broken a lot of ground and and made some insights that uh, were profound and got somewhat buried, I think, by the chatter and the clutter and conflicting information, stuff like that. So do you want
2: to mention a little bit about the Resonance uh, and what that, because like, people can go on that and do the course,
3: right? like the, Yeah, uh, the Resonance actually. Academy is an... Okay, okay. But we can do audio still, yeah? Yeah, we can keep going on the audio. Uh, The Resonance Science Foundation and the Resonance Academy is an online academy. You can sign up and take this delegate program and it's six modules and very in-depth, talking about like changing your worldview and looking at things differently, thinking differently, the history of modern physics and how we got to the model we have now, where we went wrong maybe in that model and how unified physics fixes that model and then how that all is tied to ancient cultures and that uh, ancient civilizations encoded this for thousands of years. And then, where is this head? That where are we going to go with this? Like new technologies, new energy development technologies. Because if we could just get energy from the structure of space, because there's so much energy, then we have an infinite amount of energy. Yeah, anywhere, and we don't have to dig into the ground and find some stuff or that's get been it off compactified. Planet. Or go off planet or
0: anything like that, or get off planet, right? Because then technically we could get to space and pull energy out of that instead of trying to. You
3: don't need to go to space to no, get because space be is everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, but I can, might
0: just want to go to Mars or something. Well,
3: yeah, it does. It means that you have gravity control. Yeah, that so I
0: can just go like if I want to go to Mars. What about would that affect light speed? Well, I think light speed isn't very fast because if yeah, you wanted to go I'm to the other side of the galaxy... Does the seam let us break light speed? It's, well, that's
3: the thing is we know that Einstein-Rosen bridges, otherwise known as wormholes, are real. And so that's they connect all the protons. The protons have tiny little terminuses of flower of life t- pattern of the PSUs, the Planck spherical units. So it's like a, a flower of life tiling pattern on the outside of the proton and each one of those has a little quantum wormhole 10 to the 40 quantum wormholes Jeez. connecting to 10 to the 40 other protons which connect to other protons that's how the whole thing is talking to itself 10 to the 40 is into the trillions it's oh be way right. more than yeah, that. It's yeah, 40 it's like, zeros yeah, i don't even know what that's
0: fucking crazy yeah
3: and there's 10 to the 60 on the so, inside so it's, so it's the ratio of information on the inside to the outside that is the
0: gravitational so just field. to make sure i'm following that that basically would mean that i can pop in and pop out wherever i want if you figure out how to do that. How, once I figure out how to pop. Intention. I mean,
3: what's your cell phone going to look like in a thousand years? It's going to be right? in my brain. I mean, what did our cell phones look like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Compared to what they look now. So in a thousand years, what does that look like? What if there's a culture that has a million years of technological advancement on us?
0: That's what I say to people that are like, to, if, if you're in like high school now and they're asking you what you want to be when you grow up, it probably doesn't exist yet. Like maybe not. It's you know yeah. there's a good chance unless it's like, you know, I don't know. What 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 job is around today that's going to look the same in even 15 years.
3: So we're we're headed to some fun times once we figure out how to control gravity because for a long time there was this mysterious field that we couldn't really access known as electromagnetism and then when we figured out how to deal with that, then we were able to put it in our devices and now I can talk into this little metal thing and it goes into that thing. And, by <laughs> and tonight encodes, it's going to be and, yeah, and it encodes the information, and that was because we took an invisible field of information yeah. and managed how to, you know, to tap into it and organize it. So if we can do that with gravity, then you can, you know, move from point A to point B a lot easier. Wow.
2: And some people are doing it with gravity already. I mean, has the been approached by, you know, a community of elites that are flying around in these uh ufos i mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I hate to bra- i hate to broach it
3: but i mean are stories you know. of you know people that are working on this kind of stuff uh they if you go down the rabbit hole far enough you all come out to the same place because it's the fundamental reality. And so if you see that there's a guy like Nassim who's describing what you just discovered, yeah. then you want to call him and be like, dude, I yeah, just kind of worked at. on, check out this thing I'm working on. Can you advise on what's going on here? And so he's been in touch with quite a few people yeah. that are doing really cool experiments, but it's a little early still, right? We still have OPEC. And if you're going to take down OPEC with your device, you want to maybe be a little bit careful about yeah. how you unveil that and when and all that, but there's too many people, right? They don't have enough hands and mallets to play whack-a-mole with every single free
0: energy inventor out there, especially in the age of information when they can all just spread it and yeah. spread it and spread it. Yeah. So the cat's you know, out, out of the bag. Years ago it was just like, Phew.
3: yeah, well, Tesla was the main but guy yeah, and exactly. they did a fabulous job squashing him and grabbing all of his information and, and the military took all that you stuff. I'm so to read it. And now it's starting to starting to come out because like now everybody's like, oh, yeah, we know who that is now. But it wasn't in my textbooks when I was in high school. They didn't no. talk about Tesla. They talked about Edison inventing the light bulb, and he didn't. I think the only like, thing I've
0: seen about Tesla in, <laughs> in school was just if it was like in a comic book. Right. It's maybe be right. like the evil or whatever, you know, or a Tesla tower in a comic book. I think that was like my first. Right. You know what it was? I think it was like in a fucking computer game there was a Tesla tower. It was like one of those early Warcraft sort of rendition games. And that was the first time I ever heard the name Tesla. Perfect. Nice.
3: Red alert.
0: Well, awesome. I think that's probably Sweet. as good a place uh, as any to to wrap it up. I know you just gave a talk today and we appreciate you taking And you got another four hour talk tomorrow.
3: Yep. But it's the infinite universe and, uh, <laughs> you can talk about it forever. Yeah,
0: That's
2: right. Yeah, thanks for, <laughs> absolutely. thanks for meeting with us. And
3: yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate what yeah. you're doing. And, uh, yeah. uh, I appreciate your, uh, your artist too, uh, oh, yeah, doing, yeah, doing sure. the artwork. It's oh, cool. Shout artwork. Shout
0: out to nap. Yeah. Like I say, I'll email you that tonight. Yeah. Shout
3: out to that artist. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no I'll use problem. the same one for this episode. Yeah. Let's Sweet. do that. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, okay. yeah. And so hopefully I'll see some of you folks tomorrow here in Calgary, uh, at the TELUS convention center. Two to six. uh, I just download the whole thing, starting with you know the early uh, physics, all the way to you know, uh, all the way to us in a context of the greater community. Let's just say,
0: (laughs) perfect. And of course, big shout out to our Colorado listeners who are uh, who will have a chance to catch the same presentation at the Mercury Cafe. Two to six, Sunday, May sixth. I'll be real surprised if at least Salvatore doesn't come out. I'm sure he'll come out for sure.
3: Always really amazing people come to these talks. Um, Anybody who's uh, already onto this and is seeking out this information and shows up at this talk, you're in a room of like minds where you can – really explore and say some really amazing stuff that you wouldn't necessarily choose to say in public in a different audience you know people especially come up to me and tell me some amazing stuff after i'm done with these talks like they almost look to the right and left and they say i've (laughs) never told anybody this but and then i just hear some amazing stories so yeah it's it's been it's been an honor to just be a conduit of this information because i'm not a physicist i just saw Nassim and thought this guy's so onto it and he needs he deserves to have his information yep. you know known by more people and it's it's hard to convey in a short time and it takes practice and so i've done that enough that i can like try to distill it uh in a way that's you know uh digestible yeah Perfect. i mean it takes yeah, a I'm special really-
2: type of person to be able to articulate all that and years of practice like you said do you want to mention uh, your festival as well well before we uh wrap it up
3: sure i produce an electronic music festival called sonic bloom and it's in colorado june 14 to 17 and we do have a bunch of workshops and art and tons of music right and on. a beautiful place hummingbird ranch in southern colorado maybe we'll send
0: grambo down this year for a weekend donate to the show yeah yeah that's this it nice segue he finally learns 282 yeah guys support the show so we can send gram to sonic bloom and uh, do other fun stuff like this. Honestly, we couldn't come out on location with all this stuff. This is all shit that we uh, we bought from the donations yeah. from listeners, from you guys. Yeah. So uh, oh, nice. yeah. support the show, guys. If you choose to do so, Grammerica.ca slash support. And, uh, yeah, big thanks to Jamie. Big thanks to Graham. Big thanks to Brody. And uh, big thanks to the Convention Center. And come back anytime. I will. We'd love to have Nassim on anytime. Of course, we're almost getting to the point where our reach is big enough to be to be worth this worth this time, I think that's on Skype would be the way yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So, all right, I think that's as good a place to end To wrap it up, thanks, uh, gentlemen. Shout out to you guys in your new little bonus episode. We sent out you guys again. Support the show, and uh, thanks for listening. And right. we will see you next week. Thanks. I'm
1: for the Pyramid Scheme. Capitol Hill's getting steeper and steeper. Meanwhile, deck gets deeper and deeper. Don't get comfortable, free bigger. Because it's going to take more than hand and eye coordination on your PlayStation. It's going to take mind elevation. There must be a glitch in the Matrix. There must be a glitch in the Matrix. swimming Against the machine, don't get caught. They're like coast to coast, but on demand, raw and uncut interviews, and all without no ads. Once it's false, and one says true. And the Rachel Sink grows too. America, America is here for you. Stories from the listeners they sent to Graham. He'll read the man. Erin may say no One says red and one says blue But if it's balls it just won't do for America!